Hey, it's May 24th. Grab your paper, grab your pen. It's time for the run sheet. I am Agile Pearl. As always, going into the craziest of wrestling weekends, mm-hmm. I have the wonderful press conference princess. I have Ella J. Hi, Ella. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? It feels like a WrestleMania week. It really does. There is so much going on. Uh, insofar that we have four big shows coming up this weekend and we're like you know what let's forget the news the news is not important right now mostly because all the news has been like cm punk related and we already know that you know aw collision will debut june 17th at the united center cm punk will almost certainly be there that was announced tonight on aw dynamite but we also have AEW Double or Nothing this weekend in Las Vegas. We have the WWE Night of Champions on Saturday afternoon. I'm calling it the Afternoon of Champions. They're doing that in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. They're going to be NXT Battleground on Sunday at the same time as AEW All Out. And on Friday night, I made this joke before, but let's face it, it's the only live show airing on Friday night, and that is Impact Wrestling Under Siege down the road from where I live. I'm still debating if I'm going to go probably not but we'll see in london ontario canada ella of all the four shows are you looking forward to one in particular oh um you know under siege and night of champions are kind of neck and neck for me uh you know i'm excited there's you know what's funny is like i don't know i'm excited to see especially rollins and aj i think that's going to be a huge matchup but also like under siege we get to see trinity make her impact pay-per-view debut um, and there's some intriguing matchups on that one, too. So I would say it's definitely between those two for me. Yep. I have a keen eye on Impact Under Siege. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that show. Uh, Double or Nothing is one of those shows that I know I'm going to enjoy for the in-ring work, Yeah, uh, to be honest. And I've said this on other shows, and I know other guests have as well. Uh, the build hasn't really been there for me, but I know at the end of the day, I'm going to enjoy watching everyone compete uh nxt battleground i'm looking forward to that in that there's going to be a lot of heavy hardcore good work going on and uh night of champions is night champions afternoon of champions is going to be a good show because afternoon wrestling ella is the best wrestling in my opinion i agree i can saturday is the first day in two weeks that i can sleep in so i'm gonna sleep in until about the start time for night of champions so it just works out well, let's go chronologically through this card because mm-hmm. there is a lot to it. Again, normally we would do news and then go into TV, mm-hmm. but let's face it, when you got four shows yeah. in four days or three days, you should probably talk about them because that's what people yeah. want to listen to. Uh, for the Digital Media Championship, we're going to start with Impact Under Siege because we'll go chronologically. Starting with Joe Hendry, the Digital Media Champion, taking on Dirty Dango. This all set up because Dango mm-hmm. was revealed to be the man who took out... Santino Morella. <gasps> who could have thought it? I mean, I kind of did. I've been saying for months that Dirty Dango said in an interview a long time ago that he wants to become super serious wrestler Dango. Mm. This is potentially the beginning of that. What do you think? Henry and Dango, a singles match for the Digital Media Championship. I think, honestly, the match should be is where is Dango's missing chest hair? um and if you know you know i'm not going to elaborate on that um maybe i guess dirty dango saying he wants to be a more serious character although to be honest it's well maybe he's setting himself up to be heel now maybe he will be i mean that would be a way to like win the digital media championship i know this is on the countdown 
Um, but I think it can still be something special. You know, they obviously teamed together at what rebellion. I see Joe Hendry <clears throat> painting his digital mm. media championship. I see Santino making his return, which oh, is a little man. anticlimactic because this is on a countdown show. Uh, and also impacts running a press conference tomorrow in London, Ontario, Canada. You said that's so uh, Canadian. London. <clears throat> tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. <laughs> is that better? Tomorrow? Yeah. Tomato tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's why I think Joe Henry will walk out. I think Santino mm. comes out. And uh, since he will be at that press conference on Thursday, he will help Joe Henry and start something with Dirty Dango, which I don't mind. Santino in a singles match against Dango, write him off. Dango beats Santino at, say, Slammiversary in Windsor in July. Mm-hmm. Totally fine with me. Okay. Uh, I can go. I mean, I'm okay, honestly, either for either one of them. I just want to see what Dirty Dango, if he can be, actually be a serious heel. So we'll That's see. Fair. Yeah. I mean, he wants to do it. I say let him try. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's move on. Nick Aldis makes his return to Impact Wrestling mm-hmm. on Impact Plus. He's wrestled one match already on TV. He'll have another one this week on Impact Wrestling. He's facing Kenny King in a singles mm-hmm. match. I love this matchup. I'm looking forward to it. I don't think that the finish is in doubt, but who do you think is going to win this match? Oh, I wonder who. Nick Aldis. <laughs> yep. I don't have anything to add, but I do look forward to seeing how the Kenny King-Sheldon Jean connection continues because yeah. I am loving that team, and I really want to see Sheldon Jean continue to shine. Same. Uh, I, yeah. The question is, well, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but like, when does Nick go after? Do you think Nick gets a few more like wins down his belt and then maybe challenges for the title at Slammiversary? Or how soon do we think Nick goes after the Impact World Championship? I think it is a Slammiversary show. Mm-hmm. I think it's the main event of Slammiversary, Steve Macklin versus Nick Aldis. Yeah. I seriously hope that, Ma- that Steve Macklin is still champion. I believe he out. will be, to be honest. Nick Aldis has a history. Of oh, sorry. I mean, heading into Slammiversary. Yes. I don't know about out of. But. Okay. My feeling, heading, I want I want Macklin heading out of Slammiversary as the champion. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Nick Aldis is willing to do that. We'll find out. But I do find this Nick Aldis-Kenny King match intriguing because I want to see how these two gel in the ring. Same. Exactly. Rich Swan, Sammy Callahan, and a TBA special surprise tag team partner. They're going to take on the design that's Diener Angels and Big Con. What do you think? Who's going to be the guy and who is going to win this six-man mm. tag? I don't know who their partner would be. Mm. Shows mm. in London. How many people from London can you really bring in for this? I don't know. Who am I missing? No, that's the thing. I don't know. Oh, I, d- I don't know. Um, like, is is Kushida busy? <laughs> I don't know if... Th- I, I think he is busy, though. I think he's probably okay. working... Okay. Also, the best of the Super Juniors is happening this week. That's, well. that's a good point. That's a yes, good point. there's a lot going on. He's not... He's he's uh, disqual- not disqualified. He's out of the running mm. for the Super Juniors, but... He's yeah probably going to be involved uh, in the show itself. Oh wait, oh what? No, never mind. I was about to say Speedball, but he's at the Super Juniors. Never mind. He is. I got nothing then. I got nothing. There's one name that has been 
lightly bandied about that I'm kind of wondering if it would mm. work. And that's Jake Crist. Oh, yeah, yeah. If people remember OVE, mm-hmm. the Crist brothers and Sammy Callahan, of course, we don't talk about one of them, but Jake did come back to Impact in 2021 when Josh Alexander was doing his open challenge for the X Division title. Mm-hmm. Maybe for a one-off or for a taping, you can have Jake Crist show up and do a, a match where he's a six-man tag. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't hate it. I don't know if it's going to be the guy. I feel like maybe it's going to be someone Canadian, but I just don't know who. It could be Santino, for God's sake, because at one point Santino was supposed to be taken out by Sammy, who was doing it for the design. Mm-hmm. Then you're moving Santino away from the Dango story, which is the bigger story. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, going through my head right now. The people that I was thinking of are, are like, in the Impact World Championship number one contender match. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Neither do I. And that's that's what I'm kind of looking forward to. Mm-hmm. So it, could be, it could be someone really great, or it could be someone completely just, like, out of left field, like, oh, I didn't think that would be it. Uh, speaking of that six-way match for the number one contendership to the Impact World title, Alex Shelley, Edward Edwards, Frankie Kazarian, Jonathan Gresham, Moose, Yuya Yumura, mm-hmm. they're all going to vie for that number one contendership. Who is the man who will walk out number one contender for the Impact mm-hmm. World Tag? I don't think it's Eddie Edwards. I don't think it's Yuya. I would like for it to be Alex Shelley, but he hasn't been in the Impact World title picture in forever. Kazarian, Kazarian kind of already had his shot. Jonathan's been kind of involved in X Division as much as it pains me. No, no, because they'd be going against Steve Macklin. No, is is Moose a face right now? Moose is a heel. Him and Moose. Brian Myers are kind of yeah. doing Oh. Oh, that changes things. You know what? Feel good. I'm going to go Alex Shelley. I don't hate that. And I originally thought it was going to be Alex Shelley. I think Edwards and Kazarian are moving into a feud of their, of their own. And that's fine with me. Yuya, they're still trying to establish in one way or another. Shelly, a lot of things are going to come out of that X Division title match, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, Gresham or Moose are my two. Moose yeah. is the tie to Brian Myers and the Good Hands story, mm-hmm. where he's telling Myers, be serious. And Myers is like, I am serious. And Moose is like, well, we're not going to win the tag titles like this, but I can be the world heavyweight champion. And Gresham, man, you can turn him heel. You can finally turn him after he loses to Steve Macklin at Against All Odds. Mm, yeah. I think it's time. I think we're there. I've been saying it from yeah. the, shouting it from the rooftops. We could do this to Jonathan Gresham. He'll go heel. People would probably eat that up, especially if his wife joins him with that. That's true. I can, you know, I can see, I mean, I know we'll talk about it in a little bit, but I can see Jordan if she loses, just like going ape shit um and turning heel so maybe that is the move to make but for this number one contendership match just by process of elimination has to be Shelly Kazarian or Gresham I don't think it'll be Kazarian he just had a title shot um against Josh well at late it was late last year but it's I don't know would they elevate Gresham would they elevate Gresham is the question he's kind of lost for the X division title and those shots I don't know Gresham is listless right now. This is what yeah. they can do to kind of build him up. That's true. Give him an opportunity at the world title against a hot heel like Steve Macklin. I'm going to say Alex Shelley still. Okay. That's fine with me. I, I, I can again, I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the exhibition championship, Alex Shelley's tag team partner, Chris Saban, mm-hmm. is going to face off against Trey Miguel, who is the exhibition champion. Personally, Trey is on a run that I do not want to see ending just yet. Mm-hmm. Saban, I 
do really love his nine-time passion, nine-time X Division championship wannabe passion. I don't think I'm ready for it, though. I think Trey Trey's the guy. What do you think? You know, Saban's 20-year anniversary was just, what, last month? Yep. It was. I mean, and he won the X Division title kind of on his anniversary. So I think it'd be kind of cool for Chris Saban to win it. You know, Trey Miguel's had the title for about six months now, I want to say. Um, yeah, I won it in November, I believe. Um, I think Saban, I think Saban would be a cool kind of, uh, maybe, maybe I'm just here for the feel good, but that would be cool to have kind of Saban and Shelly doing separate things, but both being victorious in the same night. Of all the titles that are on the line, this is the one that I can see most likely changing hands. And yeah. even then I'm not totally certain. Oh, that's that interesting. Yeah. So see, I think the tag titles are going to change hands. Well, let's get into it. Ace of Bays, Ace Austin and Chris Bay are going to take on subculture. Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Danny Luna is going to be there. By the way, Danny Luna is going to be facing Jody Threat at the fallout mm-hmm. TV tapings. I'm excited for that. Uh, but what do you think? Ace of Bays versus subculture for the tag titles. This is a, a pretty big match. I my mean, goal, my that- Way. Hold on. That would that would be a great way for subculture to come in together into impact and win the the world tag team titles. Oh, it absolutely would. But hold on, you got to get to the joke first. Okay. When they booked subculture, did they tell them that the show was happening in London, Ontario, Canada? Am I dumb? <laughs> well, because subculture are Welsh. You see, they're from the UK. Hmm. So you tell them they're in London. They'll think. Oh, okay. I thought you were just pausing for effect. The the joke wasn't funny. Instead, we've just made it worse. (laughs) I didn't get it. I'm sorry. Perfect. (laughs) Thank you for that. I feel much worse now. Who wins? ABC is subculture. I think it's subculture. I think Ace of Bays retain. I think that that Impact World Tag Team Championships are in the right place right now. Hmm. Okay. Also, I don't really know if Subculture have signed like a proper deal with Impact or if they're just doing that. The, hasn't uh, stopped anybody before, really, to be honest. That's a very good point. It has not. <laughs> I think they're just playing the uh, guest role for the next set of technically. Things. Technically, Mickey James was is still on a per appearance deal. She was never fully, fully signed with them. Ty Valkyrie was never fully, fully signed. She was per appearance, and she was a knockout tag team champion. So, but you see, they never do it to the women. Oh, they sorry, they never do it to the men. It's always the women who are on. The okay, technically, Frankie Kazarian, I think, was still contracted to AEW when he won the X Division title. I actually don't know about that. I don't That's know for sure, was. but. I, I think you're right, but I would be willing to ask him yeah. that in a, in a press conference mm-hmm. like on Thursday, which I won't be attending, even though I was invited to it. It's far, man. London's far. Fair. Two and a half hours. I ain't doing that. Anyway, uh, I that that's where I see the Impact World Tag Title sitting is on the shoulders of Bullet Club. We'll keep it there, okay. but we'll see. Uh, let's shift to Trinity and Giselle Shaw. This match, man, and it's it's another easy one, like Nick Aldis and Kenny King. <laughs> yeah, but I am so looking forward. Yeah, same. To the story that these two women are going to tell. Giselle Shaw has come a very long way in a very short time, and Trinity is Trinity. She's continuing to turn heads in the right way. Yeah, and I, I kind of hope that Trinity kind of. Uh, gets a little revenge on Jay Vidal uh, for last week. Um, so we'll see what happens. But um, I, I, I'm just wondering too, is somebody going to come even the odds for Trinity 
or what's going to happen? Because you know there's going to be some shenanigans with Jay and Savannah at ringside, but I still think Trinity's going to pull out, though, and she has to. Hey, man, Tasha Steals and Trinity yeah, doing, tag, doing, a, doing a quick little tag gimmick. That's fine by me. And then take out Giselle, Sean, Savannah Evans. I think that'd be fun. Well, I'm cool with that. Let's go. So we, we, we're we firmly in the Trinity camp, mm-hmm. but uh, we're looking forward to this match, I think. Yes, we are. The last chance match for the Impact Knockouts World <laughs> Championship. If Jordan Grace loses, she can no longer challenge for the title as long as Deanna Perrazzo is <laughs> the women's knockouts world champion i don't see a world in diana perrazzo losing same this title i think diana is going to retain i think that it's going to eat away at jordan grace and we're going to get closer and closer to the turn of jordan grace and impact wrestling i i agree with everything you just said i think it's it's going to cause grace to snap i feel like you know I feel like they're going to do what they should have done from Masha Slamovich, like lose back-to-back title matches. She didn't really like snap. I feel like she should have. Granted, she was already a heel, but I feel like after kind of losing back-to-back to Jordan last year, they should have had an angle where Masha just like went completely apeshit and just like snapped on everybody. Um, but they didn't do that. So I feel like Jordan Grace would, again, the, has a case to be made as to why she would be frustrated and turns on Deanna. I think after Deanna retains, they're going to like have maybe another moment of sportsmanship, but then that's when Jordan maybe turns on her. Yep, I agree with all of that, and we'll see where that goes. But Deanna Peraza retaining the back knockouts mm-hmm. world championship, that is, that's where I sit on mm-hmm. that. And finally... For the Impact World Championship, it's no disqualification. Steve Macklin takes on PCO. PCO is not only not human, he also hates his body. So <laughs> who's going to win this match and why is it Steve Macklin? Um, because it's Steve Macklin and it's too soon for him to lose. But we've got perfect Canadian creation one, PCO. I mean, I I think that the I think PC, I mean PCO has been like killing it like at Rebellion. Like people were cheering the heck out of him like and rightfully so like he's not afraid to like um take some high risk stuff i think it's gonna be a bet i think it's gonna be better than people expect the match to be um yes. and that you know um i think that this might be a sleeper match of the evening i think that they can do some cool stuff in it so once upon a time this match was announced at the toronto tapings after yes. rebellion i was speaking to a friend who also happens to be a very big impact fan and an old school TNA fan, uh, his Mr. Jacob Cohen, as he's known on Twitter, uh, he and I were talking about this match and he reminded me that they ran this match in Florida a few years ago and that it was by far the best match of the evening. And it took everybody by surprise because everyone was like, there's no stakes. This means nothing. This is such mm-hmm. a random match. Nobody really cares about PCO. Nobody cared about Macklin at the time. This uh, this match is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to do a lot of weird shit too because there's no DQ. That's a, that's true. Maybe they'll do some Frankenstein shit. A hundred percent. Yes, please. We'll find out if Steve Macklin is human. Maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll have mm-hmm. a few a few mm-hmm. things. He'll have some electricity somehow. Oh, that's right. They're going to just attach it to mm-hmm. his tentacles like Kane and Shane. Oh, my God, no. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, impact under siege. That's going to be Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who are listening to me, maybe you know, maybe you don't. I'll be hosting the post show on Fightful.com mm-hmm. along with Crest the Star. We'll be live after 
impact under siege let's move to afternoon of champions in Jeddah, saudi arabia this match by the way or this show i don't people are really coming around to figuring out there are three women's matches yeah. on the show yeah. in saudi arabia which is listen i know we we don't need to talk about what the the saudi arabia thing mm-hmm. but we do have to make a point to recognize the fact that they continue wwe to bring in more female talent mm-hmm. more women on the card the 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 hardest thing to kind of accept for some is that they're wrestling fully head to toe covered but again i think I at, at this point though especially at least you know with the women like their gear they've been pulling out some great gears even fully head to toe like i remember elimination chamber last year oh my god like all of three again that show had three women's matches too all of the women had like amazing gear even if they were covered in head to toe i remember being so blown away by that i mean what's trish stratus gonna wear <laughs> i don't know i mean lita pulled out in full and to be fair lita normally wears pants anyway um but i don't know she could wear like a suit i don't know i don't know She's gonna be she'll, she's gonna be covered up in a certain region where she's normally showing off. Yeah, that Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch. This is a match that a lot of people mm-hmm. have for SummerSlam. It could still happen, but mm-hmm. at least Chapter One is going to be this Saturday. Who do you think is gonna walk out of Night of Champions between Becky and Trish? Becky by DQ. Okay, I, I don't think. Or or Trish is gonna sneak a win. I don't see this ending being being clean. Trish is either gonna like sneak a win by like having her foot on the ropes or something, or like a small package or something. I don't see it being a clean ending whatsoever, though. I agree. I think Trish is gonna either sneak out a win or get herself disqualified yeah. so that we can do this match again down the road, even yeah. in the UK, maybe at Money in the Bank, maybe not. Mm. Maybe that's gonna vibe for that. Uh, that Money in the Bank ladder match. Maybe Trish is going to follow suit. Who knows? Maybe they're just going to be each other's shadow until they finally blow off this feud. But uh, it's going to be a good opening contest between these two. I do think that Trish is going to either get herself disqualified mm-hmm. or she's going to cheat to win. That's what I agree. Is, right? Mm-hmm. For the SmackDown Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley defends against Natalia. If you want a good match, you call Natty. But if you want to make sure your champion remains champion, you rely on Rhea Ripley, right? Or I was going to say, you also call Natty. <laughs> <laughs> That's a valid point. I mean, I love her too. You know, this is just kind of somebody reliable. That's not that Rhea could definitely make herself look good on her own. I'm not taking anything away from her. She's already proved that. But it's somebody solid who can continue to help Rhea look good. Again, not that Rhea has any issues doing that on her own. But, um, you know, it's kind of like a thing that we saw um, at Money in the Bank last year, Natalia and Ronda Rousey. I mean, we all knew Ronda was going to retain, but working with somebody like Natalia like gives you a little bit of uh, credibility, I think, and she can always like make people look good. So, yeah, and Rhea's the right <laughs> opponent for Natalia. Natalia's mm-hmm. the right opponent for Rhea. You want to have a good defense against a credible long-term opponent. Mm-hmm. Natalia is that person. Now the the build is another question is another thing, but okay. I think this I think this match is going to be a solid match. Of course, but again, what build? Exactly. <laughs> For the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Asuka Part Two. Asuka, uh, of course, now firmly in the heel camp mm-hmm. and getting off all the miss she can on Bianca Belair. Is this the end 
of the Bel Air championship run? What do you think? I I think so. I feel like again, if they have Oscar lose again, I feel like they're doing a disservice to Oscar. Um, and I pointed out too when Oscar returned um, to interrupt Bianca's homecoming and championship celebration, whatever. Bianca Belair had a reaction that we've never seen before. She was granted, yeah, she was acting, whatever, but we've never seen Bianca Belair that rattled. She was screaming her lungs out after being uh, spit in the face with mist. Even back in the trainer's room, she was freaking out like Asuka had stunned her. And no, I don't think anybody's ever really phased Bianca Belair that much on the main roster as much as Asuka did during uh, her return. So I think... I think now's the time if like granted. Yeah. It's not like a, a lengthy build, but uh, Bianca Belair was stunned and we've never really seen her stunned before. And if they want to kind of get Oscar back on track, Oscar has to win here. Do you think that Bianca was overreacting with the Mr. Overact? Yeah, I, I, I do think she was, but that still doesn't change the fact that even if she was overacting, but we've never seen her that kind of jumbled and like thrown off her game before. That's fair. I am willing to agree that this is potentially Bianca's biggest threat. Mm-hmm. I think this might be it for her championship reign. However, man, they are really building up Bianca as a world beater and they just moved her over to SmackDown with Where... a bunch of new talents. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there is, there is somebody who she hasn't beaten yet, but that person is on a hiatus right now. So if it's not Asuka, it might be a little bit until we get the queen to return. So we'll see. She's too busy getting her man ready for Saturday night. <laughs> that's fair. That's right. <laughs> uh, let's move on. The Intercontinental Championship is on the line. Gunther defends against Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ali winning the Battle Royal a couple of weeks ago on Monday Night Raw. Gunther retaining here i don't have anything else to add same i just my my whole theory of who would um finally dethrone gunther was thrown out the window oh wait oh wait yeah never mind it is thrown out the window because him and aj styles are on different brands um so at this point i don't have any clear idea of who could beat gunther from smackdown i really don't We'll find out. It's just not going to be Mustafa Ali. Nope. Uh, for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships, oh, we don't know if this is the uh, the actual main event. We still have two other matches. No, it's a triple main event. Yeah, but you know the main <laughs> event is the one going on last. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn take on Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa representing the bloodline. Roman told the Usos to stay at home. Oh, they're not staying home. They ain't staying home. They didn't stay home at, at, at Elimination Chamber. So it feels like they're going to show up in Jeddah, right? Yes. Like and Sammy feels like this is KO and Sammy's retaining night. What do you think? Any, I I fucking win? hope you're right, Joel. Any world in which Roman and Solo win, and then Roman- yes, just simply because it's Solo and Roman. Um, I do not. I will have a gasket if Roman Reigns walks out with four championships. Um. The only way that KO and Sammy uh, win, because they're not pinning either Roman or Solo clean, is if the Usos turn on Roman and Solo or inadvertently cost them. I don't see any world where Sammy and KO retain without the uh, 
somehow intervention of the Usos in some way. Um, and to be, to be honest, this one is just a Roman Reigns match. You can't expect any clean ending, really. Yeah, you know that the, the bloodline is going to get involved. You know that Sam yeah. and Theo will have some, maybe some help from Riddle. Who knows? They better retain. They better retain, Joel. I mean, I agree. I, I think KO and Sammy retain. But in a world where the bloodline wins, you oh can God. bring Usos in and Roman can be like, hey, these SmackDown tag titles. Yeah, I think you said now. this last week. Yeah, we yeah. talked about it last week. There's a world where that works. But I'd rather see KO and Sammy just retain Same. and move along, get away from the bloodline, run away. Yes, please. <laughs> please. Seth freaking Rollins and AJ Styles vie for the inaugural World Heavyweight Championship. Mm -hmm. The tournament final takes place at Night of Champions. Presumably, this is either the second to last match or the last match on the Mm -hmm. card. Who is the first World Heavyweight Champion in 2023? Well, this is the match I'm most excited for, I think, the entire weekend of all the cards. Um, I think it could go either way, genuinely, but I think it should, and I would be okay with it going either way, to be honest, but I think it should go to Seth freaking Rollins. I agree. If you give it to AJ Styles, you've got to move the entire OC yes. over to Monday Night Raw, and then AJ, what, what are they going to do? Trade for Seth Rollins? Maybe Becky as well, just to get Becky and Trish away from each other? Oh, for that a takes away star power from Raw. It does, and so another reason why Seth Rollins winning the World Heavyweight Championship makes sense, and they're bringing up Seth and Roman in the same sentence. Oh, that 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 interview he cooked on Roman, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, really good stuff, and I feel like down the road we'll see Seth and Roman one more time with their respective titles either on the line or at least as a focal point to the story. Finally, Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. Cody Rhodes not coming in 100%, which is a Cody Rhodes trope now in WWE. (laughs) Brock Lesnar coming in, having said, what do you want to talk about? So clearly he's winning this match. Uh, We're going to go to a third match. Why wouldn't Brock win? But how does he win this match? You think we're going to a third match? You don't think Cody would be in Money in the Bank? So I know that there are reports saying that that Cody wants to be in Money in the Bank or will be in Money in the Bank. However, the same people that are saying that also said that Seth Rollins was going to be the third man in the Owens and Zayn six man from this past week on raw mm. not everything they say is right mm. i mean i could see it being a trilogy and i guess then because then because i think if cody's in money in the bank i think it's obvious that cody's winning money in the bank unless like brock somehow costs him but i don't i don't know i don't know i don't know is Cody actually going to show up, though, is another question. I think, I don't know. Cody will be there. Cody will 100% be there. I wouldn't hate this being a Brock Lesnar, John Cena, SummerSlam 2015 mm. style beatdown, where it's so one-sided and so uncomfortable <laughs> that you just want it to end, and you're like, <laughs> oh, my God, what did yeah. I just watch? Mm-hmm. And Brock just decimates Cody. I'd be fine with that. I don't see Cody losing though. Unless Cody gets like knocked out and then like it's referee stoppage or something like that. Yeah, it could be that. I just, I really, I think it's it. I think Cody is going to lose this match Hmm. and they'll do it again. You go back to money in the bank. Let's say Cody's in money in the bank. You can have Brock Lesnar cost in the match. And then we're going to do Cody and Brock three at SummerSlam. It's possible. Yeah. I just don't want Cody winning money in the bank. I don't think that it makes sense mm-hmm. for his character to hold money in the bank. I don't know, man. 
I guess that's a good thing. I don't know exactly how this is going to go. Yeah, that's always my favorite part about talking about these shows that you just don't know. There's plenty of angles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like for this card, there's really only two matches that I'm like confident, confident in the winners. Like Rhea is obvious to me and Gunther's obvious. The rest, though, I feel like could go either way depending on the scenarios. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I guess we'll we'll find out at Night of Champions. Let's shift to Sunday. These mm-hmm. shows are running at the same time. So let's yes. just start. NXT Battleground from Lowell, Massachusetts. Gallus take on the Creed Brothers for the Tag Team Championships. Mm-hmm. Gallus boys on top or Creed Brothers recapturing NXT Tag Team? Um, I think Gallus is going to retain. They've had a good run so far. I don't think it's time yet for them to end it. What do you do with the Creed Brothers after this? Because they're not being called up. They are not firmly in one camp or the other. What What do we do? I don't know. I don't know. Ask Shawn Michaels that. I don't know. Ask him after the, isn't there a post-show press conference? You can ask him that. I won't be there. You'll be <laughs> press conference you can ask him that instead i won't be at the post-show conference no you'll be at the pre-show you can ask them where do the creed brothers go from go. here they're when, once they lose <laughs> yeah, if they are unsuccessful where do the where do the creed brothers go mm, I there's don't know. a last man standing match Ilya dragunov and Dijak. i am looking forward to these two men beating the absolute dog shit out of each other but who's gonna win this match mm. Dijak's had pretty strong booking since he came back. But also, like, Ilya Dragunov is just Ilya Dragunov. The man who once beat Gunther. Yeah. I I think it might be Dijak, but I think he might have, like, another injury again. Like, what was it? His finger? Or what was it that got broken that one time? Yeah, his finger. And it was gnarly. Yeah. I think I think he might win, but I think he'll have another gnarly injury for this, honestly. That's what he's going to be known for? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I could see Dijak winning and challenging Carmelo Hayes for the NXT Championship. Mm. I can see Ilya Dragunov winning and either challenging Carmelo Hayes for the NXT title, or if Braun Breaker wins it back somehow, mm. challenge Braun Breaker, or going after the North American title. So... I see Ilya having a few more options than Dijak. And again, I brought up the Gunter thing because Dragunov tends to beat the big dudes. Oh, that's a good point. I guess we'll have to find out. But he he's taken beatings from Dijak a few weeks in a row on NXT. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, I've seen. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be some good stuff. For the NXT North American Championship, Wesley, Tyler Pate, Joe Gacy. Versus Joe Eric. Pearl. That's right. I think it's time for Joe Gacy to get the North American Championship. Do you? Hmm. I kind of do. I think, honestly, I think, I, bias aside, I know that, that a lot of people make the the Joe Gacy looks like me and I look like him joke, but yeah. he's really put in the work. And I think that he is deserving of an opportunity to run with a championship in NXT. I That's think my- especially two of his kind of, two of his cohorts are leaving, are leaving later this year. I think setting him up on a singles track um, might be the way to go then. Yeah. And Wesley has had a phenomenal run as North yes. American champion. Wesley and Carmelo Hayes going for the NXT championship down the line would work. Uh, Wesley taking on, let's say, Noam Dar for the Heritage Cup in NXT. There's so many options for him. Or even get a partner again. Maybe him and uh, Tyler Bate go one-on-one. Maybe Tyler mm-hmm. Bate's time to turn is now. 
there are options, but Joe Gacy walking out with that North American championship. There are also a lot of options on the table for him and different opponents he could have. I could see it being Tyler Bate too, though. I could see it being any of them, to be honest. Yeah. And this is good about the NXT North American championship division is that there are a lot of options. The top right now is very much planted as Hayes and breaker. And then everyone else is just kind of like ready and bubbling. That's true. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I I could see it going anyway, to be honest. Well, I guess we'll find out. I think Joe Gacy is my guy for this. What do you think? Who's going to win this? You, had to pick oh. you have to pick. Mm-hmm. I think Wesley might retain. Okay. For the NXT Heritage Cup, Noam Dar, the Scottish Supernova, takes on Dragon Lee. I mean, man, Noam Dar has been cradling that British round rules, that that Heritage Cup. He's been cradling it like a little baby for so long that I want to see what happens when it's taken away from him and he starts losing his mind a little bit. But Dragon Lee carrying around that giant Heritage Cup might also feel a little awkward. What do you think? I'm So I'm looking at the British rounds rules match. How do you... So how do you get a six three-minute rounds with 20-second breaks in between? You're going to get... You're going to get a, a fall in a three-minute thing? I mean, I guess that's possible. If you don't, then you don't. So no. those six three-minute rounds. Yeah, and there's two out of three falls. Yeah, exactly. If there is... There are... Um, whoever Whoever's ahead on falls wins the match. It could end as a like a no contest as well. Yeah, yeah. So. That's, that's an interesting... I feel like those rounds are so short. They feel short, but honestly, a televised match on NXT is traditionally about three and a half minutes. It's true. It's true. Good point. Uh, I, I see Noam retaining, but I do, mm-hmm. like I said, I want to see what happens when Noam loses that baby of his. You don't think... It, I mean, I guess, because Noam hasn't been back for too long. Maybe it is a little too soon. But also, I, like, I, I kind of want Dragon Lee to get something in NXT right now. What if you do Joe Gacy wins the North American Championship? Dragon Lee takes that title off of him mm. in the summer or at the end of the summer. I'm okay with that. There you go. See, look at us. Everyone's happy now. <laughs> For the vacant NXT Women's Championship, Lyra Valkyria, Tiffany Stratton. A lot of people were banking on this being Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez. You and I talked about the possibility of Valkyria and Stratton, and here we are. We're not going to take a victory lap or anything, but feels like this is Tiffany Stratton's match to lose, right? It it, it has to be Tiffany. I mean, I'm going to be happy regardless of the outcome of this match. But like I, I've been saying, like it was either going to be Cora and Roxanne or Tiffany and Lyra. And so now it just at least I mean, to me and you, I think it's clear that Tiffany is winning this. You know, in the NXT U.S. realm. She, Tiffany's been around longer. You know, Lyra just came over from, from NXT UK. Um, but I think it's, she hasn't been on like the U.S. television too long. It's been about six months, I think. I think down the line she can be a future champ, but I think right now it's it's Tiffy time. Will you, is that a Tiffany epiphany you're having? Yes. <laughs> okay, just making sure. <laughs> I think, I think you're right, though. Uh, yeah, you know what? I do agree. I think that this is Tiffany's time. I Again, I put her over every chance I get. Lyra Valkyria, Valkyrie, has a, a ton of potential. She's still young. She's still hungry. She could do great things. She might even recapture that or just capture that NXT Women's Championship somewhere down the line. But right now, 
Tiffany Stratton's doing a lot of the right things and she's growing the right way in NXT. So I think this is her time and her opportunity. I think so. I think it, I think it's Tiffy time, as she would say. She has to use that. <laughs> Maybe she will. We'll find out. But the NXT Championship on the line, Braun Breaker looking to recapture the title off of Carmelo Hayes. Melo's at home, but anytime you're in Lowell, Massachusetts, and you're putting the NXT title on the line, you think back to Samoa Joe and Finn Balor. Is Hayes going to drop this title? No. Or... No. no? I, right. I, th- I don't think so. I... I think it's one, it's too soon, but I, like I've been saying, I want to see what Braun Breaker can do without a championship. You know, this would give him closure. You know, he lost in the rematch. I want to see him move on to a non-title picture. I mean, yeah, we saw that at spring break and it was like a non-title match, but I want a legit feud for him without a championship to see what he can do and see him push himself. And after he loses, if he loses this, I think, I, I don't know. I just want to see him kind of prove himself outside of the title picture. Yeah, and I agree with that because Braun Breaker has been doing a lot of the right things as he's learning to be a heel. Mello is doing a lot of the right things, carrying the brand as NXT champion. I do wonder if they're going to go to Trick versus Mello at one point. We saw Apollo Crews kind of tell Trick, hey, you're ready to step out of the shadow and be your own man. I always saw you as like another version of me. I don't know. Does Trick get a swell head and start going after Mello mm-hmm. or... I don't know. Maybe Trick wants to find his own way, find his own path, and says to Mello, I'm going to go do my own thing. Maybe they shake hands. They say, see you later. Got your back whenever you need me. I would prefer that, to be honest. This is wrestling, Joel Pearl. But no, nothing's that easy. I know. Everyone, <laughs> everyone wants like an amicable split, but everyone's like, no, give me the drama. But <laughs> I, I guess you're right. Hayes retaining. And then do you do Trick over the summer or do you let it fester for a while? Um, I mean, their next pay-per-view is what, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be the pay-per-view, but their next pay-per-view is August. I think they'll probably have like an NXT special before that though. Um, I think it could be at that NXT special, whatever it is. Um, I think maybe waiting till August would be a little far off. Um, so maybe at whatever the next NXT special is. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see where it goes, but I do agree with you that, uh, if they do it, it's going to have to be the next PLE. I don't think it'll be at, uh, at the TV special. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of want them to still stick together though right now. So do I, I. I think, of, I think eventually, I think eventually maybe they might break up, but I, I don't want them to right now. I mean, you can have them break up at the next TV special to set it up for the PLE in August. Oh, that's true. A lot of options. But again, okay. I think at the end of the day, Ron Breaker does not win back the NXT championship this round. That's NXT Battleground. Yes. At the same time, (laughs) over on another station, AEW presents Double or Nothing. Mm -hmm. As we said, Collision is officially announced for Chicago, Mm -hmm. June 17th, the first episode. The second coming. I hope that's not the name that they actually Mm -hmm. go at the end. Uh, A lot of CM Punk talk overshadowing this card. Vegas on Memorial Day weekend being a little bit of a hindrance because it's expensive. But there's a lot of matches on this card. I think we should go through it and see what we can put together. An unsanctioned match between Adam Cole, Bay Bay, and Chris Jericho. I mean, I can tell you what I think is going to happen, but I'm interested in your thoughts first, Ella. Um, Adam Cole, Bay Bay. I mean, he's just, I mean, yeah, he can't, it's been two months, but I think. I think, I don't know. I feel like the momentum is still there for Adam Cole. I kind of don't want that to end. 
Um, I'm kind of riding the Adam Cole wave. So I think it's time. I, you know, even if Chris Jericho loses, I feel like just at the stage he's at it in his, in his career, it doesn't really like bring him like a, a level down or anything. Um, I feel like it's just going to be like a level up to Adam Cole and kind of get him maybe on track to be in a title picture. Um, so I think regardless, like to me, it doesn't really matter who wins this match. Um, but I think it would be cool for Adam Cole to kind of, I beat Chris Jericho. I don't remember if he has already or hasn't. Um, but I think it's going to be Adam Cole. Bye bang. I think Chris Jericho is winning this match. Oh, really? It's an unsanctioned match in the realm of AW wins and match mm-hmm. wins and losses matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Adam Cole potentially going after MJF next. Mm -hmm. If the rumors were true about last week, a certain segment on dynamite Mm -hmm. changed at the last second. Adam Cole, baby losing this match doesn't hurt him on the grand scheme. Chris Jericho lost at revolution to Ricky Starks Mm -hmm. lost last week on AW dynamite against Roderick strong in his first singles competition. Jericho. I don't think he's going to drop a big third match like that to Adam Cole, baby. Unfortunately, this also means that if Jericho wins, there's a possibility we see the Jericho Appreciation Society taking on the undisputed elite in some way, <laughs> shape, and form for the next six months. Like, I mean, that's dark. true. That's true. Um, or you know, we've been saying like, when the heck is blood and guts? Maybe it's in blood and guts. I don't know. God forbid. <laughs> Let's not go there. I let's, know. let's go to the six-man tag team match. Ethan Page and the Guns take on Hardy Party, Isaiah Cassidy, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy. If Hardy Party wins, Matt Hardy owns Ethan Page's contract. Now, oh. this is a storyline that started on AEW Dark and built all the way through every television show AEW yeah. had, minus Collision because it doesn't exist yet in, in real life. Yeah. That being said, I I understand why this match made it to pay-per-view. This is a Tony Khan on AW Unrestricted saying this match started organically. It's been put together throughout all the TV shows. It's been long-term storytelling. That's what you want, blah, blah, blah. So we're doing it on pay-per-view. That's the big blow-off. However, this match is not a pay-per-view match. It's a buy-in match at best. Hmm. So, But also, like, I think it's a pay-per-view match because Jeff Hardy is on it. I guess like they're a draw, but like yeah, the story is just not there. So I mean, to be honest, like the story for a lot of these matches haven't been there. Woof. (laughs) I mean, you're right. Wrong show. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I just I can't tell you I care about this particular six person tag, the six man tag. Mm. I feel like Hardy Party is going to win, and there's still yeah. more meat on the bone with Ethan Page's contract story with uh, Matt Hardy. Maybe, or I can see being the guns and Ethan being a little sneaky to be sure that Ethan doesn't lose his contract. Yeah, that's fine. I don't know. This is just not a match I care much about. Fair enough. <laughs> Jay Cargill defends her TBS championship against Ty Valkyrie round two. I, I would love Ty Valkyrie to be winning. I don't think she will. However, if I can't believe I'm going to say this because I've been so not interested in this. If by some total miracle of God, you have Chris Statlander feeling better and cleared. This is when you bring her out. You think? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess because Layla Gray is there, yeah. Could be time to finally bring back Chris, Stats, Lander, do Jaden Chris 
finally get that title off of Jade if Taya doesn't do it. Hmm. I, I think I think Jade is going to retain here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the status of Chris's thing. I still think Chris should be the one to beat her. Um, but also, like, I don't want Taya Valkyrie losing, like, back-to-back. Ugh. Sounds like mm, what you yeah. do. I just, again, this is another match where it's like, why are we running it back? This is a little nuts. And why? Well, we- to be fair, like the, the first time Taya was at a disadvantage because she couldn't use her finisher, but Jade could. So I get why it's a rematch because, well, I feel like I feel like this should be a rematch because, again, Taya didn't get to show her full arsenal. And now she is. Do I still think she's winning? No. But at least this point, Taya is able to kind of be full Taya. But again, why? What's different this time that now suddenly Taya is allowed to use the move. She got suspended. They're taking out referees. Mm-hmm. Just the, the it's the story of it. Yeah, Makes fair. No sense that's to me. fair. Why wouldn't Jade try everything to get Smart Mark to reinstate that silly rule? Mm-hmm. Or why wouldn't Taya try to be smart and circumvent it and then turn it up against Jade? I've said this before. Where Jade can't use Jaded and Jade has to use a different move to mm-hmm. beat Taya Valkyrie. Mm. That's just where I'm at. I don't I'm not in love with this match. I like both women. I think yeah. they're very good in their own right. If we're waiting for Chris Statlander, again, Chris is fine. But like Chris Statlander, I don't know. I don't like saying the, oh, she's injury prone. It's not that. But there's also a certain amount of like, she did get injured and then get injured again almost immediately. So like there is that stench on her a little bit. I don't know. I don't know, Joel. You're dissuading me. I don't know. I think that Jade's gonna win. I think so too. But I was. I'm still. I'm still. I. I'm excited for this match. I don't think it's gonna be obviously like a typical squash of Jade's. Um, I think Taya is gonna be her toughest opponent yet, especially when. I mean, yeah, it's just one move. But when Taya has access to her full arsenal, I think this might be Jade's best match yet. As it should be, because Ty Valkyrie has been in this business for over 20 years yes. and should be able to carry an opponent mm-hmm. like Jade. Uh, no offense to Jade Cargill. It's just when you have 20 years of experience and you have been the ring general, you should be able to uh, mm-hmm. have a good showing. Anarchy in the arena. Black Bull Combat Club taking on the elite. That's Danielson, Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, and Wheeler Yuta versus Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and Hangman Adam Page. Uh, this match is one that I am very much looking forward to. <laughs> who wins? And is it the elite this time? Do they and, get who, the and who gets run over by a golf cart? Who gets run over by a golf cart? And why is that Don Callis? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't think he will. I think he will narrowly escape the golf cart. I, I think so too, but I just have that image in, in my head. Kenny Omega is driving it yep. and then like revving on the engine. Yeah, at the last second, he gets pulled out of the way by Takeshita or something. I think it's the elite, right? I feel like it's got to be the elite. I mean, Blackpool could walk out winners Mm -hmm. simply by having Don show up with someone like Takeshita and Mm. help Blackpool win. And then the elite have to add a fifth member as well. And there's a certain golden lover on the horizon who could come back and join his friends, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega? Who? Okoda Ibushi. 
<laughs> True. That, that's a, that's what a lot of people were expecting because Forbidden Door, yeah, again, is around the corner. That's where my brain is right now, is that Blackpool wins, but the Elite eventually gets uh, Coda on their side. I don't know what the match becomes after that, though, because it's not Blood and Guts. Blood and Guts is traditionally four on four. That's true. So I And you can't do Blood and Guts at, a, at like Forbidden Door because there are not two rings set up in the configuration for tickets. Oh, that's, a, that's true. You would have to do it. At a, you'd have to announce it and then put the tickets on sale wherever it's going to be. Uh, that's that's where my brain is at. So I don't know when or where they would do a five on five, um, but they wouldn't do blood and guts. Mm. Who knows? But I, that's the way I see it. AW Women's World Championship. Jamie Hader defends against Tony Storm. Uh, presumably Jamie Hader's okay and ready to go. I hope so. Obviously, it's not a, a serious thing. Um, maybe she just had the flu or something. I don't know. It just said she wasn't cleared. Um, I think Jamie, I want, I, I want Jamie to retain because I want to see her at forbidden door. Um, you know, they haven't really done, they haven't really done anything with like, I mean, yeah, they brought over like some girls from like marvelous and stuff, but like at forbidden door, they last year, they didn't do any, like, I don't think they did like a women's actual forbidden door match. Right. I don't think they did. Uh, I think they, oh no, they're not a forbidden door match, but they did have a women's match. Yeah, no, but I, I want this to be a forbidden door match. And Jamie has ties to stardom. You know, she was in stardom as a way to tie for a while. She was a champ there. She, which stardom obviously has ties to new Japan. So I kind of, I want that. I selfishly want to be fair. Tony storm though also has ties to stardom. Um, but I, I selfishly want Jamie Hayner to retain. And I think she will either way. I'm kind of okay with either of the outcome of this match because I enjoy watching both women. Um, and I also still deep down kind of want like an official, an official, official world title run from Tony storm, even though, you know, they did award her it after, but during her reign, she was technically the interim champion. I, and I would enjoy seeing Tony storm as a world champion, but, um, I think Jamie's retaining here still. I agree. I have nothing to add. <laughs> uh, by the way, going back to Adam Cole and Chris Jericho, something I completely forgot about. Okay. Sabu showed up on AEW Dynamite. Oh, did he? <laughs> what? That's so random. <laughs> during, during the contract signing, he showed up. What? So what did he do? Well, he hit Daddy Magic with a chair. Uh, but uh, he, showed, he showed up oh with God. a white suit. And he he wore his press his his AEW All Access pass around his mm-hmm. neck out there. Long story short, Sabu for some reason showed up and uh, aligned himself with Adam Cole. Baby, I don't think he's going to wrestle. If he does, I will be so very very confused. <laughs> I mean, I'm already confused that he showed up already. Adam Cole calling Sabu instead of Bobby Fish. That's the big news here. <laughs> oh, that's random. Uh, 21-man Blackjack Battle Royal for the AEW International Championship. Earlier on Dynamite, Earned Cassidy did defend successfully his International Championship mm-hmm. over Kyle Fletcher from Aussie Open, who, by the way, have signed. They signed, AEW. I saw. Yeah, they signed with AEW. Kind of strange considering Mark Davis is injured, but hey, whatever. I'm just glad they get paid. Uh, Orange Cassidy, Aaron Solo, Powerhouse Hobbs, QT Marshall, Ricky Starks, 16 other men included in this Blackjack Battle Royal for the AEW International Championship. Does Orange Cassidy win or 
do we have a new international champion? I think you have a new international champion, but who the fuck it would be? Couldn't tell you because we still don't know the identity of what, like 16 of these guys. That's right. Um, It's nearly impossible to kind of configure who might win that. Um, But I mean, the odds, I mean, it's not impossible. It's improbable, but it's not impossible. Um, but I think if orange is going to lose in any case, it still kind of keeps him strong. If he's just losing it in a, in a battle Royal match, you can make a case while well, you never pinned or submitted me, whatever, you know, um, it still keeps orange Cassidy doesn't really ruin his momentum if he loses here. Um, so for that, I think he's going to lose it, but to who I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have an asked, idea. <laughs> no, I don't. That's the thing. And I asked Andreas Hale from uh, from the Corner Podcast earlier today about that. And I said, "Who wins? Who would you want to see Orange Cassidy face?" And even he was like, "I don't know." Orange Cassidy retaining seems to be my feeling. Uh, and then he goes into a feud with somebody out of this international championship battle royal. I don't know who, or someone who makes themselves known afterwards. Orange Cassidy versus. Uh, well, Juice Robinson was my joke, you know, do orange juice. But no, even Jay White, <laughs> Orange Cassidy and Jay White would be nice to see. Oh, that's oh shit, that's a good point. Jay White would be cool. That's kind of taking it international because he's what New New, New Zealand. I want to yeah, say, he's yeah, that I mean that wouldn't really make it international. I'm I'm cool with Jay White. And again, Ricky Starks delivered a promo where he said he was going to be in that battle royal come in number two. And then you had Juice Robinson and Jay White take out Ricky Starks. So it feels like those men might be involved. And I wouldn't hate seeing Orange Cassidy interact with those uh, those two Bullet Club Gold members. Oh, I like that. I like that uh, possibility, nice. Joel. Do you like ladder matches for the AEW TNT title? Wardlow will defend against Christian <laughs> Cage. I love this. Arn Anderson is in Wardlow's corner. <laughs> Luchasaurus is in Christian Cage's corner. It's I just want to see Arn and Christian Cage interact and Arn and Luchasaurus interact. <laughs> <laughs> it's so strange. I don't even know what Does Orange try to take down Luchasaurus with his Glock? That's my question. Absolutely. That's, gonna, that's what we have to do. Uh, I Wardlow retains though. Like we cannot have another short AWTNT championship brain. Tony Khan, I beg of you, please. <laughs> but you can't bury Christian Cage at the last pay-per-view and not let him ascend to the top of the ladder and the AWTNT title. What do you mean his last pay-per-view? He got buried alive, lady. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I thought you meant like it was his last pay-per-view. I was no, like, what? no, 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 not, not his last pay-per-view. The last pay-per-view no. he performed on. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, again, much like a Chris Jericho, Christian Cage is at a stage of his career where he doesn't really have to prove anything. He already has. So I feel like it really doesn't hurt him if he loses. In fact, I think it just makes it, I think it makes the people love to hate him even more if he loses. You have Luchasaurus carrying Christian Cage's lifeless body up a ladder. <sighs> I mean, that's possible. I mean, to be fair, Luchasaurus only has to stand on like the second step and Christian, I'm being dramatic, but um, he really only has to step on like the second step of the ladder to for Christian to be able to reach the top. <laughs> very funny, actually. I'd like to see it. Uh, either way, if Wardlow retains, that would be nice. I don't need to see a lot of hot potato in the TNT title. No. Uh, but also, I would laugh if he does lose it to Christian Cage because the amount of heat that it would muster would actually be quite entertaining. 
I mean, that's true, but I don't want a hot potato. I don't really don't. Well, the AW tag titles could hot potato. FTR going to take uh, on Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal with Sanjay mm-hmm. Dutton's Adam Singh in their corner. Is it Jeff Jarrett's time to shine in Vegas? No, I think for some reason um, with Mark Briscoe being there, I see Jeff like I really, first of all, I really hope that Karen Jarrett is here for this match too. Um, I yes, just want to see, I want to see Karen try to go after Mark Briscoe and Mark Briscoe just like slap her or something. Um, or Karen might slap Mark Briscoe. I don't know. But then again, she'd get DQ'd. Um, I think regardless, Mark Briscoe is either going to be like attacking Jeff or Karen Jarrett in this match. And I think F and he's going to help FTR retain. So I think Mark Briscoe is going to realize that he is still friends with lethal. And oh, I'm saying, and he's still friends with FTR. I think he's going to call it down the middle, yeah. but he is, he is going to count three for FTR. And yes. that's when Jarrett and lethal attack Mark Briscoe and FTR make the save. Is Karen Jarrett going to be there in your scenario? God, yes, please. I hope so. <laughs> if there's one thing I want in my life, death taxes and, and Jarrett, <laughs> all Jarrett's just bringing it home. Okay. Karen Jarrett should be the special guest outside ring enforcer. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Not really. I just wanted to show up. For the AEW World Championship, the Four Pillars match, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, mm-hmm. Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy. This is the match that is the main event of the show. However, it's, it's, it's- also the like, there, there's two matches on this card that have obvious winners, and this is one of them. Yes. What's the other one? Uh, Jade and Taya. I mean, FTR retaining seems to be pretty obvious. Um, I, I, I don't know. You said Mark Briscoe might call it down the middle. I, I don't know. Well, I think he'll call it down the middle until he until he gets FTR the win. I mean, FTR wins it legitimately. Or, or does Mark Briscoe get knocked out and then they have to bring in another referee? I don't know. Oh, that's a good point. Although I don't like seeing ref bumps. I mean, yeah. it, it, if anybody were to take a ref bunk, it would be Mark Mark Briscoe. <laughs> That's true, because he is a special guest referee, so yes. his special guest referee ring bump would be the best. Yes. Anyway, Maxwell Jacob Friedman is going to retain the AEW world title. Are we in agreement? Oh, yeah. I like one thing about this match, and that is the other three members of this story have somewhere to go afterwards. Darby Allen and Sting have a lot to work on. Jungle Boy is trying to figure himself out. He might be in the process of a heel turn. Sammy Guevara is trying to be a good guy, even though it's very strange. <laughs> I know, right? A TV show is what's trying to turn him into a baby face. But MJF is MJF, and he's a piece of shit, so he's going to retain. However, again, the, the, the storytelling involved, I don't hate it. I think it could have been done better. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that worked out in favor of the show is that the rest of it is stacked. To a certain point, it's not not their hottest pay-per-view, but I know we're going to walk out on Sunday saying, that oh, was a really fun, fun pay-per-view. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the build has been kind of eh, but I do think that there's a lot of matches on this card that are exciting. I mean, there's a lot of exciting, exciting stipulations. To be honest, I think obviously the most exciting match for me is going to be Anarchy in the Arena. That's just going to be complete carnage, and I'm here for it. Um, the unsanctioned match, I think, is going to be really good to see. Um, I think we might get a surprise or two in the Blackjack Battle Royal. Um, Jeff Karen Jarrett is just Karen Jarrett. Um, 
I, I feel like this, the build might not be fully there, but I think this is going to, I think exceed a lot of people's expectations. Yeah. Again, it'll be a fun show. It'll be a yeah. good show. This was our show. It was our show and it was a good show and it was a fun show. We did it. We did it. We did. We covered four events happening in three days on one podcast. Ella J the run sheets really was just the, the run preview at this point. And cut. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them where they can find you. Let's get on out of here. You can find me on Twitter at It's Ella J. If you go to the link in my bio there, uh, you can find all my links to all my pod. My I was going to say prod podcast for some reason. Projects uh, yes. and podcasts. Podcasts. <laughs> um, all in one convenient place. <laughs> podcast. I know. I like the podcast. Go ahead and join us here on the Red Sheet every single Wednesday, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. I am also available over on Fightful Overbook. Go to youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. I do a ton of content over there. And of course, I do the Impact Post Show over on Fightful.com every Thursday night with Cresta Star. She's wonderful. So is Ella J. For both of them and all of them and all my co-hosts and all the friends, I am Atrial Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, enjoy all of the wrestling this weekend, and we'll see you next week for the Run Sheet. Cheers.